All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Phantom Book Sports Podcast. This is week two, episode number two, Friday, February 12th, 2021. And uh, so, not much to talk about, but we do have some some good stuff coming up. Hope you uh, are having a good week. Super Bowl obviously passed last week. We know what happened there. You can go back to the previous episode to hear our our ideas on it but anyway let's just get in straight you know just get into the news today we got dev we got epic here and uh so big news this morning it's jj watt released by the houston texans after spending 10 seasons there three-time defensive player of the year franchise leader in multiple things but two main things are sacks and fumble and forced fumbles 101 sacks 25 forced fumbles respectively uh this seemed like an inevitable move by the Texas front office, but how how did this come to be, you think, Epic? Yeah, you know, I feel like it was expected. I know um, that he agreed to doing this. He talked to the front office about it. He, um, he put out a video uh, on Twitter, for those who haven't seen it. It's, um, it's a pretty long video just addressing him talking about his love for the city yeah his love for the city you know he has spent like 10 plus years in houston and yeah it was it was expected but you know just to see it still shocking at the same time yeah and also the fact that he said he um he and the front office came together to make the decision obviously we know about the sean watson situation there uh Basically, a complete 180 from this in terms of going to the front office, asking for something and getting something in return. Complete 180. But um, now that Watt is a free agent and now that he is on the market for any team to go after him, he's obviously going to have to take a little bit of a pay cut. That's probably another reason why uh, the front office agreed to the release. Um, But nonetheless, there are a few spots we know uh, being discussed for J.J. Watt right now. We know he said he wants to go win a ring, but in terms of who would have who would, who would be the best spot for him specifically, basically looking for a team with not not a struggling defensive line, but you know one that is looking for a fill in there, or or maybe just a team that's you know the quote unquote one piece away. Dev, um, there's a few potential spots, but. What do you think? What do you think is the best spot for him, and where do you think he's gonna go? There could be a difference between the two, but let's let's see. All right. So my best spot for him, uh, he says he wants a ring. He wants to win. I'd say the Bucks. Uh, I've talked about the Bucks defensive line and the defense in general. So uh, Houston and uh, the Bucks, they can work something out. They get a defensive player, and then Bucks get Watt. Well, I think he'll be good on there. Right. You know, they're going to be a champion. Watt's already a free agent, so Houston's not going to be involved in any deal. It's going to be a signing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, just straight up adding J.J. Watt to that incredible defense in Tampa Bay, you know, just makes them even more of favorites to win uh, the Super Bowl next year and really contend for the title again, defend the title. And and where do you think he's going to go? Or is that where you think he's going to go? Well, um, I think there's two other solid options. So, 
the the Cowboys could use him because he has a love for Texas. They're 20th in NFL for sacks this season, which is below average, but uh, there could be a money issue, uh, cap space, and then the Dak deal hasn't been settled yet. Uh, Steelers, he could play with TJ Watt, uh, considering uh, Brad uh, Dupree is leaving, so they need to fill in a defensive end there. So I'd say either most likely a realistic spot would be the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers got uh, Derek Watt as well. So the trio of Watt brothers could, you know, reunite there. That'd be pretty cool to see. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that'd probably be the first time a, a trio of brothers would play on the NFL team. I know there's been duos, but um, I think that'd be the first time there's a trio. Uh, Cow- I'm surprised you said the Cowboys. I was not thinking Cowboys at all, honestly. Well, I mean, he likes Texas. Um, he donated thirty million to Houston when um that hurricane struck Houston, and he has a love for Texas. So, and they need him too. Twentieth, uh, the Cowboys were twentieth in NFL for sacks. Yeah, he won the uh, Walt. That was the year, right? He won Walter Payton Man of the Year for that, I believe. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, that was probably that year. Um, but yeah, other potential spots. Epic, you got anything? Yeah, I think the Bucks is where I think he's going to go. You know, if his goal is just winning it all, I don't think there's any better place than Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, uh, we already saw one veteran call out specifically that he was interested, word for word, basically, Adrian Peterson, AP. Uh, he wants to go down to Tampa. We heard about that already. So it seems like Tampa could be a spot for some of these guys. I'm personally. I'm thinking uh, JJ is it's either between the Steelers or the Packers uh, Steelers because of his brothers, you know, and the Packers because it's his home team and they could definitely use a defensive lineman like him. Yeah. that's. Uh, a good but take. I think a dark horse. Go ahead. Def. Yeah. I said, that's a good take. That's a good opinion. Yeah. They, that defense kind of fell apart in that championship game against the Bucks. So, It'd be interesting to see him go there, especially his hometown team. Like I said, you know, he's from Wisconsin. And um, I think a dark horse in all this is the Bills. The Bills kind of need that defensive line. I know, uh, what's his name? Jerry House, is that his name? I could, I don't, I don't remember. Jerry something, sorry, forget his name there. But uh, he's basically, they're really only good defensive linemen up there. They got Ed Oliver, too, who's good. But if they can add J.J. Watt, I think, you know, how we made those Super Bowl picks last last episode, uh, Bills could be even more favorites to get there if they sign J.J. Watt. But it's a, it's a dark horse. Yeah, I, I agree with that because that also takes some time uh, if the Bucks defense gets better. Uh, but, I mean, not the Bucks defense. The Bills defense gets better. Uh, the Bills offense will also have more time to rest. and. You know how Josh Allen becomes when he's not resting, when he's under pressure, he starts messing up. We saw that in the Texans game uh, last year in the wild card when he was laddering the ball. He starts getting nervous. So I think uh, if the Bills could strengthen their defense, uh, that would take some pressure off uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, it would definitely take the ball of his hands more often, which for some guys is a good thing, but other ones it's uh, it's not that great. Agreed. So epic. I want to hear your opinion because we know now that JJ Watt went to the front office 
basically asked for a release and they mutually agreed. Does this mean anything towards Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I'm thinking this kind of just impacts where, like, what his future holds. You know, I feel like there's been rumors of him getting traded, like, around for a really long time now. I feel like with JJ taking off, I feel he would rather move on from Houston as well rather than staying. That's just my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And we, we already know he wants out of Houston. I mean, we already know he requested a trade, and obviously he wants out. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking with this, this could mean a, a Watson deal is right around the corner, and we still don't know who any of the, any of the teams. Now, we have, I'm not saying that we don't know who he's going to get traded to, obviously, but I'm saying, uh, you know, for them to look for a trade partner within the next two weeks is going to be something because we've heard all these rumors of like the Bears, the Broncos, the Niners, the Jets, the Dolphins, you know, all these teams that are looking for a quarterback. And um, for a trade to go down within the next two weeks, it seems likely now that J.J. Watt's out of there and Houston is probably going into a, a rebuild. Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping we can see that come hopefully maybe this week or this upcoming week. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's definitely something we want to see soon. Uh, you know, the tensions there. And um, the this situation is probably going to end sooner or later, like I said, because now J.J. Watt's out of there. Face of the franchise for the past 10 years is gone. And, uh, yeah, they just look to be going into a rebuild. Obviously, Deshaun's not going to want that. Uh, even though he's a top five quarterback and they want to keep him, he he's probably the opposite thinking right now. But um, speaking of QB, uh, I guess irritations, QBs being upset with their team. Russell Wilson had uh, had his camp basically release information that he was upset with the Seahawks offensive line struggles. Um, and he wasn't wrong either. He's been the most sacked quarterback since he came into the league back in, uh, what was that, like 2012. Uh, he's been the most sacked QB. Um, 394 times since 2012. Yep, that, that's a lot. Um, that, I don't know how many games he's played, but that's, that's basically one or two sacks every game at the least. Yeah. Crazy. So obviously the offensive line struggles are there. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of obvious, you know, it's not like saying he's upset about something that's completely absurd. He he's kind of in the right here. You know, their offensive line has struggled a lot. Um, they obviously lost a, they're, they're probably going to rebuild that offensive line. Now we know one of their guys, Chad Wheeler had that whole thing, uh, just a terrible thing happened with him. Uh, his girlfriend, we're not going to talk about that, but the whole situation, you know, he's gone. He's he's out of the team now. He was their starting guard, I believe, during the season. So there's one spot right there. Uh, but apparently Seattle is upset that Russ and his team, his camp, came out with saying this. Um, I can see why Seattle was upset, because Russ also had a, a say trying to say he should have uh, some, uh, what's it called? Uh, I guess, say in the, uh, in like trades and stuff, you know, since he's their franchise quarterback, 
Uh, I can see why Seattle's upset. I see why Russ is upset. But being that all that has happened, Seattle has now received trade calls about Wilson. If Russ gets traded, where does he go? Uh, I feel like that's something that's pretty difficult like, to think about where he would get traded because I feel like just how, how much he means to the Seahawks. It's Yeah, I don't understand why you would trade him. Yeah, I feel like uh, what I'm thinking is the Seahawks should take this as a chance to build around him instead. Yeah, this is a wake-up call. But they've been they've been doing that for years. They've been doing that for years already. They got rid of Legion of Boom for him. So yeah, I I think this is just a wake-up call for the Seahawks, and especially we're gonna have to look at this season if um he has the same issues with the O line. I think then we would have to discuss about possible trading. Yeah, I mean their O line from. From when, from what I remember, has never really been that good. They've had some guys. I know they had EU Potty on the roster last year. He, he's a decent veteran, but nothing extremely great. They can build that old line. You know, that'd be good for him. Maybe he stays there. Uh, I believe the Dolphins have opened as betting favorites for Russ. Um, I don't know. Maybe he likes Miami. I have no idea. Maybe they want to trade Tua to Seattle, get Russ. You know, and and go and become Super Bowl odd favorites, uh, go in, basically go all in. I don't know how that would go, but yeah. Uh, Seattle, like I said, they've received multiple calls about Russell Wilson. They've reportedly basically always turned them down right away. So let's see what happens there. That'll be interesting to watch. Uh, QB carousel in the league now is looking higher than ever with so many guys potentially on the move. Gonna be a wild off season, and and with with those QB carousel moves, um, the draft obviously is gonna play a big part into that. So I think we all know who is going number one. That's probably a unanimous consensus consensus thought around not only the NFL but the entire NFL fan base. Uh, so we're gonna do our top four NFL draft pick predictions. We would do top three, but like I said, number one is basically unanimous at this point. Uh, it'd, be su- it'd be a surprise not to see Trevor Lawrence go number one. But, Dev, I want to start with you. We're going to start at pick number two with the Jets. Because unless you got a surprise like you did last week with the Browns about who the Jaguars picked number one. But otherwise, uh, you can start at number two with the Jets. Who do you think they're going to take? Well, uh, I'm not going to give you a shocker like I did last week. Uh, For the Jets, I'm going to say Fields. Uh, I think that's a clear-cut second pick. Uh, Fields has obviously been in discussion for number two with the Jets. Um, Epic, who do you think is going to go to New York? Because if Fields goes there, that means they get rid of Sam Darnold. Yeah. um, You know, I think for number two, I'm going to have to go with Zach Wilson. Wow. So the BYU QB, um, so both of you guys are thinking either way they're getting a quarterback at number two and getting rid of Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. So then that raises another discussion of like, where's Darnold going to go? Is it going to be a drafted trade? Is it going to be eventually later? Uh, Dev, let's just hear, it, Sam Darnold, where, where would he go if they pick Fields or like Epic said, Wilson at number two? I mean, uh, you'd look at the quarterback needing team, so maybe Broncos, maybe Colts, yeah, those type of teams. If, if Big Ben retires, could you see him going to Steelers? 
Yeah, uh, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, I could see him going to the Steelers. That'd be an interesting move. Mm-hmm. Uh, for number two, I I I didn't want to say that the Jets would have would take a quarterback here, but I'm going to with Fields. I agree with Dev. I think Fields is the best pick for them. Uh, Darnold, he's he's not looking like he's gonna do too much with them. Obviously, I don't think he's the franchise quarterback for them. He he could become something for another team, but for them specifically, yes, potential. Yeah, for them specifically though, I don't I don't see it happening. So I think they're gonna take Fields, waste his career there, and then um, yeah, they go from there. Uh, number three is the Dolphins via the Houston Texans. They got that pick in the Laramie Tunsil trade. Um, Dolphins have a promising future ahead of them. You know, their defense was actually the youngest defense in the league last year, and it was so good last year. Offensively, though, they seem to need a another asset next to uh, Devontae Parker. Uh, where do you see them going at number two, Epic? I got um, I got to go with Devontae Smith on this one. A two-Devontae uh, Smith reunion? Yeah, I can definitely see that happening up in Miami. Yeah. I got the same thing. I got them taking Devontae Smith at number three, especially if, uh, I mean, that might be interesting because if they're going to trade Tua, maybe they don't pick Devontae Smith. But if, if if it's the way things are looking right now in them keeping Tua, I see Devontae Smith going to the Dolphins number three. Dev, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I th- I think they're going to take Devontae Smith. Uh, if, they, if they trade Tua, maybe Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase could be interesting. Uh I think, though, if they trade Tua, they probably trade the third pick with him. Probably be for big QB, like we were talking about Russ and Watson. You know, probably be for one of those guys. So I think they'll probably package that if they trade Tua. But, yeah, Devontae Smith, the Heisman last year, uh, crazy. Had a crazy national championship game. I think he goes number three to the Dolphins. And to round out this top four draft pick predictions, uh, the Falcons, they got the number four pick. I know we talked about them, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, when we said they would uh, not trade Julio or Ryan, Matt Ryan, this year. And that's looking true so far. I haven't heard anything else about those guys since. So what do you think the route the Falcons go is, you know, what what do you think they go with here? They got a few options. They got... uh, some offensive line guys, some receivers, some QBs left in here based on our picks. Uh, Dev, let's hear what you got to say. Um, I don't think they're going to take any QBs. Like I said, uh, like two episodes ago, we said, um, it, it just doesn't make sense for them to take a quarterback. Uh, they've made it. They've established the fact that they want to keep Julio and they want to keep Matt Ryan. So what you're going to do is you're probably going to pick up an offensive tackle or offensive lineman. Uh, a good one is Penny Sewell. Um, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, but they should definitely Penny Penny Soul. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Penny Soul. I believe that's how you say it. Penny Soul. Yes. All right. They 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 should definitely pick up that guy. Tackle from Oregon. He's a monster. If you just look at the photo of him, he's intriguing. Um, yeah, and he's that he's that big, and he moves. He doesn't move for the size he has. He moves really fast. Yeah. So that would definitely be a good pickup. I know most guys have him at number two going to the Jets, even though we said we we expect them to take a quarterback. Uh, Epic, what do you think about the Falcons at number four? 
Yeah, so I'm gonna kind of go with a different pick than the one we uh, we've had listed, but I'm gonna say I think they're gonna take Patrick Certain second out of Alabama. Interesting. Um, that that would definitely be a a, a pick to see. Yeah. Um, and for my Falcons pick, um, I don't know. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna agree with Dev here. They pick Sewell because I know Dev was going off earlier before we started recording about how mock drafts have the Falcons taking Zach Wilson at number four. Dev, you want to go up, go off again, or have you contained your excitement? Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, you've, you've, uh, you've established the fact that you want to keep Ryan and you want to keep Julio. So I don't know why you pull a Packers. And when you say, Oh, we're going to go with Rogers and then you draft Jordan love. It, it just doesn't make sense. That's, that's a good comparison there. Only thing is Packers were late in the first round. This is literally pick number four. Yeah, This, this is early on. So I would, I would not, uh, bargain with a quarterback. I definitely get O line and, you know, just stabilize the offense. Give Matt Ryan time to throw the ball down to Julio. Yeah, maybe if they have a chance later in the draft, maybe. But for for top four, no, I'm, I'm having to take an O line. Yeah, man. agreed. So now we're going to transition over to the NBA because NFL, uh, obviously the end of the season. Not much else to talk about. We could talk about free agents, but we'll we'll save that for next episode. And um, Potential trades. We'll save that for the next episode. But the NBA now, uh, this time of year, uh, with the trade deadline coming up soon, I believe it's sometime in March. Uh, I know it's usually around this time because this time is usually All Star Weekend. But obviously, with COVID, everything's been pushed back and all all of that stuff. So I believe it's sometime in March. I think it's March fourth. I I'm probably wrong, but that's that's what I think from what I've heard. But nonetheless, uh, obviously, around this time of the year, we get trade rumors. Uh, there's only been true trades this year. They have, they have been big ones, you know, this season. Harden, the Harden deal, and obviously Derrick Rose last week. But uh, we got a few rumors here, some interesting ones, mainly including playoff teams. Uh, the Sixers, these are reported by The Athletic, by the way. Uh, Sixers are interested in Nemanja Bielica from the Sacramento Kings. He's not having that great of a year, only averaging six points, uh, four boards. He's shooting a career low, 23.8% from the from three-point range. Uh, usually we remark him as a good three-point uh, forward. Obviously this year the stats show otherwise. But if the Sixers get Bielica, maybe he could perform back to the spot-up power forward three-point shooter that we we know him as off the bench for Philly. Yeah, I I wasn't really expecting them to have interest in him, especially looking at his uh, three-point percentage as of this year. But who knows, maybe that could change in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. Well, in Philadelphia, uh, they got a good thing going with a lot of shooters right now, so I think he might he might um, get used to it and start shooting better, especially with a new team also. And uh, Mike Scott went out with an injury. So Simmons and Harris, they're forced to play more minutes, which is borderline dangerous with injuries. You you don't want to risk injuries. So I think this would be good. Yeah, especially with uh, Ben Simmons' past about injuries. You know, we know about that, especially last year 
that's probably the main reason they got kicked out of the playoffs so early in the sweep. Embiid, yeah. Embiid was doing all the work. I know you're a Celtics fan, so you actually watched that series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bielitsa would probably be a good backup off the bench. Uh, maybe he can bounce back with that three-point percentage. That's that's insanely low. I know that's like bottom five for qualified people. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, for qualified shooters, I'm bottom five in the league. So maybe he can bounce back a little bit, you know, if they trade for him. But another thing is his contract. I don't know if Philly has the cap space to trade for him. So that's another interesting thing about this rumor. Uh, anyway, though, another Sacramento King that a team has interest in is Harrison Barnes. Uh, the Celtics have reportedly uh, expressed interest in him. Kings, however, are not looking to move him. But Barnes is averaging about 17 points a game, three and a half assists, five boards. He's shooting about 50% from the field. Uh, Celtics, like I said, Dev, you're obviously a big fan of them. Uh, if they were to get Harrison Barnes, could that make uh, them a NBA Finals potential? Um, I don't. I don't think the Kings are gonna give up um, Barnes, considering he's averaging sixteen point seven points per game. Um, I don't. Uh, I think but if I, they did, if they did, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, that that adds more depth to their roster, and I think that's just what the Celtics need. They always catch themselves in close games, and I think every point counts. And especially with Barnes, where you're gonna have more depth in the roster, and that's gonna be enough to hold the tides in your favor. And Barnes is obviously a vet. We know he was on that uh, first Warriors championship team, so he's been around for a while. Uh, Epic, what do you see happening with the Celtics if they can make a move for Harrison Barnes? Kings seem to be against that right now. But if the Celtics, if Danny Age can somehow pull off another deal, uh, how far can the Celtics go? Because that would have to be a a decent package, especially money-wise. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to have to give up a lot for Harrison Barnes. Um, I feel like maybe his position on the Celtics might not be the, the type of position he wants compared to the role he has in Sacramento right now as a starter. Because they do have um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Yeah, his averages would definitely go down. Yeah, like his his uh, his minutes are gonna go down. I feel like the Celtics it would be cool to see him on the Celtics, but I feel like they should push for a center instead. Yeah, uh, Daniel Daniel Tice has been playing a lot at center. Uh, they lost Cantor in the off season. We know that. Uh, I, I think he. I think you nailed it on the head. The center is definitely probably the move the Celtics want to go for right now. Yeah, definitely. But, um, well, actually, that kind of takes the next, next part. Speaking of centers, or power forward center, however you want to say it, the Hawks are actually reportedly listening to offers for John Collins. I found this really interesting because, you know, a few years ago we were thinking, or actually even like last year, you know, we're thinking Collins and Trey Young are the duo of the future in Atlanta. Uh, but apparently, Collins uh, is not too happy down there. I, I believe earlier in the season, about a few weeks ago, we heard something that he and Trey Young in the front office coaching, basically the team, uh, had a disagreement about Collins' usage with the team. You know, him saying he wants more ball touches, basically. He's averaging 18 points a game. He's shooting a career high from the free throw line at 85, 84%. Uh, 
He's averaging eight boards. Nothing, nothing spectacular. But um, the Hawks trade Collins. First off, what does that do to their chemistry? Because we know, like I said before, most people outside the franchise were thinking that Collins and Trey Young would do it, do the future for them. And what what could we see them get in return? They they'd have to have a decent sized package here. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna have to give up a lot for Collins. He's been he's only been pr- progressively getting better in Atlanta, and it's gonna be interesting to see his value because this is like the first time he's he's ever been uh, in trade talks. If I'm correct, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so it'll be interesting. I feel I feel like the chemistry in Atlanta is just gonna go towards. Capella mainly and Trey Young, if uh, if Colin and if Collins ends up leaving, and you know just looking at Atlanta, I feel like it, it hasn't really been that good with just um, Capella and Collins. I feel like it's hard for both of them to do good together as a front court duo. Yeah, it's not the front court duo uh, we kind of expected from them. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean. Collins, I think that had to be a hefty offer for them to trade him. I don't know what that would be because, like you said, there's really hasn't been a market for him so far. So it'd be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, there would be a ton of draft picks involved, and you know who has a lot of draft picks? The Thunder. You think the Thunder are going to trade for him? I mean, they have a lot of draft picks, and I don't see why not. That'd be interesting. It's actually, it's actually um, pretty. Uh, yeah, because I actually uh, heard about the Thunder like earlier today. I'm pretty sure I heard something about Al Horford too. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe he'll get involved in a trade with Collins if the Thunder decide to do that. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah. Shea and Collins duo. I think that'd be fun to watch. Exactly, it's a, it'd be a good duo. But um, that that'd be weird though, because like we said. What would that? Well, that deal would probably include, like you said, picks, like Epic said, Horford, because of money. Probably some other guys in there as well, just to you know balance out the money aspect of everything. Or maybe a three-team deal. We could see, you know, we could see uh, maybe Boston gets involved. You know, the the uh, the Thunder got George Hill. The Celtics seem like they need a point guard. You could see that. Yeah. Uh, maybe Jeff T goes down to OKC for George Hill in there. You know, could see that. That'd be that'd be a good deal. I know you don't like Jeff T as a backup. Yeah, uh, that's a good trade proposal. And I know you like George Hill from his past time in Milwaukee. So you, I know you'd be happy about that. Oh yeah, he uh, every uh, every Celtics fan does not like Jeff T right now. So we would like to see him gone. Being honest. Yeah. Only thing is George Hill has a massive contract. Yeah, that, that's true, though. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be really interesting to watch. Uh, that Thunder deal, I didn't think of that until right now, until you guys brought it up. So, uh, Collins and the Thunder Uni, that, that, that'd be interesting to see. Definitely, I, I'd watch some more. It's possible. I'd watch some more Thunder games with that, for sure. And uh, speaking of, obviously... Just, yes, this NBA talk today is basically just rumors. We're going to talk about the Jazz on the last segment. But uh, following up to that, the, the Bulls and the Magic respectively have, it's not said, but 
the rumor is they're unlikely to trade Zach Levine with Chicago and Aaron Gordon with Orlando. Uh, two guys that have obviously... Well, Zach Levine's been in rumors for years uh, now with Chicago. Aaron Gordon was kind of on the market, it seemed like, this year. Not much there. They're unlikely to be dealt. Levine's having an all-star season. He should definitely get in. Um, but yeah, these guys coming out of the market basically changes a few things for a few teams. I know the Knicks were reportedly interested in trading for Zach Levine earlier before they traded for D Rose. Would this change anything in the market per se, or would the market basically just stay the same? I think it would stay the same. I didn't even know that Gordon would have been dealt with by the magic. Like if they were going to do that because uh, he did just come off like an injury. He's still out. Oh yeah. He has the ankle sprain that he's coming off of. Yeah. And um, there's still like Jonathan Isaac. I'm pretty sure Cole Anthony just got injured. Like the Magic have a lot of injuries. And so I feel like even though they would probably need some players right now, I just don't really think Aaron Gordon is a player to trade for for those type of players that you need. Yeah, the Magic definitely have a lot of injuries right now. Uh, Vuce is basically, Vucevic is basically uh, carrying a team right now. Trading Aaron Gordon away for a few pieces might be a good thing for them, but Aaron Gordon's still a pretty good player. Nothing that we expected him to be out of uh, in the top four uh, when he got drafted hasn't lived up to that yet. But hey, he's he's a decent player, nonetheless. You know, be a little bit of a package there. Uh, Zach Levine also, uh, he he'd definitely be a massive package if he were going to get traded. But the Bulls seem to be doing decent right now. Him and Kobe White the other night became the first duo to uh, hit, I believe it was eight plus threes respectively, uh, in a game. First duo to do that. So that was... The Bulls seem to be in in a little bit of a playoff hunt. They could get in with the new playoff format for sure. And Especially considering the East is pretty weak, at least on the lower seeds. Uh, the 7, 8, 9 seeds, they're, I think, one game apart, and they're all under 500. So and I'm pretty sure the 5th seed is also under 500 as well. Yeah, the lower seeds of the East are, re- are relatively weak this season. Yeah, uh, the sixth seed right now is Toronto. They're at twelve and fourteen, so they're all, they're under five hundred. The fifth seed is the Pacers. They're at thirteen and thirteen. They're at five hundred. Mm-hmm. So the East is definitely a weak weak right now in the bottom seeds, like you said. Yeah. Uh, the but those potential playing games that we could see right now, I'm pretty sure it would be the Hornets versus the Hawks for seven and eight. Winner of that would get the seventh seed. Then it'd be Heat Knicks for the ninth seed. For a chance to play against the Hawks. Yeah, winner of that game would play the Hawks for the eighth seed. Or actually, whoever loses that 7-8 game, I believe, would face the winner of the 9-10. Winner of that eventual game gets the eighth seed. So if the Bulls can try and pass the Knicks for that spot, that'd be interesting if they're going to keep Zach Levine as well, like, like we've reported, or The Athletic has reported. Sorry. But yeah, that's interesting. But speaking of seeding now, uh, our last segment that we're going to talk about today is the Utah Jazz. Jazz have the best record in the league. They lead the Lakers by a game, by half a game for that for that title. Uh, I believe they won 15 of the last 16. They've just been hot, and that that one game they lost, I believe they, I don't think they had Donovan Mitchell. I could be wrong, 
but I don't think they had Donovan Mitchell that game. So that's another thing. They they could have won like almost 20 in a row by now had they not lost that game. I mean, th- this Jazz team, they're, they're really hot right now. Somehow they're still not a betting favorite for uh, the title. I think the way they're playing right now, they, they should be in that conversation. But um, this this could also be a kind of a repeat of the Hawks a few years ago when they had Jeff T, Corford, Millsap, Corver, and Carroll as their starting lineup. Uh, I see this kind of being a repeat as that. What do you think of an epic? Yeah, I think I think that's a good reference you made about the the Hawks um, back back a few years ago because even with the Jazz being in the West. They're going to have to face like a lot of competition if they finish as the first seed, which even though we have a lot of time left in the season, I feel like they could definitely finish as the first or second seed, like easily top three. But I feel like they could easily make it past the first round and go on a deep run in the second round. I know they've had a lot of playoff experience before too. Well, they lost last year in that thriller series against Denver. That was fun to watch. Against Denver, yeah. And right now, if the if the playoffs started today, they'd be facing the Warriors at the eighth seed. That would be really fun to watch too. Just seeing that would be fun. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Have you got any words on Utah right now? Well, I I we've seen this story play out with the Jazz before. They do really good in the regular season and then they don't it's not that they don't show up to play in the postseason but their performance which is sometimes underwhelming uh let's not forget they blew a 3-1 lead against denver uh last year so i don't see them making a deep run in the playoffs despite how good they're doing with their 115 offensive rating and 107 defensive rating yeah they're having a great season so far like we said they're on they're literally the top team in the league record-wise right now they lead the Lakers by one game in the loss column. They're 25. Lakers are 26. Um, but yeah, Jazz have won 15 of the last 16, like I said. I think that's correct. I, I could be wrong, but I believe that's correct. And the, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell's having an all-star year. Nothing basically really improving since last year. Kind of has the same stats, but, you know. I think this is kind of what people expected last year when they traded for Mike Conley. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's at least what I expected from them, you know, being a top team in the West. But I know a lot of other people when that Mike Conley trade went down that this is kind of the team they expected. So nonetheless, they're on top now. Uh, I guess that chemistry is finally uh, building, you know. Uh, Conley came back in free agency. So I think that – I think – Jazz would definitely finish top three. You know, Epic said that. Jazz are on top of the league right now. We'll see how that plays out. But anyway, that's going to be the end of our podcast for today, for this episode. So we'd like to thank you all for tuning in to week two, episode two. We'll be back on Monday. Well, that episode will probably be out Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, of next week. So... We'll we'll talk about some NFL trade rumors, some NFL free agency rumors, some predictions, some trade predictions, free agency predictions. Because uh, now it's the NFL offseason, and we got to see how those things play out. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about some more NBA stuff. Uh, we'll probably talk more about the All Stars in the NBA next week 
as well. Uh, we'll bring up some other big sports news if anything happens. Uh, baseball is having a few trades right now, so they're in free agency. So maybe if something happens there, we'll bring that up as well. But yeah, nonetheless, thank you all for tuning in this week, this episode. This is it for week two, episode two. We'll come back with week three, episode one, and we'd like to see you all soon. Take care, everybody.